throw your hands up and thank him this morning. We saw some people come out of the grave this morning, amen? <clears throat> well, what just happened here? Well, we're just celebrating. Can I have some mantra up here? I might say something good. I want to hear it. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's what we did. It's, it's, his, it's his death. And whenever these guys go down, it's, it's like our sins. It's just go down. But then we come up, we've been resurrected, and, and everything that we took down stays down. Amen? And we've been renewed to a newness, a newness of life this morning. And so that's what we're celebrating. How many believe this is worth celebrating? This is worth just thanking God for. Hallelujah. I just got a couple of things. You can sit down if you will. I just want to I just want to share that the, the, the water's still, the, the water's still good in there. So if you want to be baptized still, and you, you think, well, I missed my chance. You've never missed your chance right here. We, we, we keep it in here for a while. It'll probably be watering until 3 o'clock this afternoon today, so we'll be, we'll be good. But there was a couple of scriptures I want to bring out today just to add validity to what, what's going on here today. And, 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 in, and in Joshua, Joshua chapter number, Joshua, Joshua chapter number 4. I'm going to Joshua chapter number 4. And, and I'm going to use verse number 4 through 7. And the Bible says in Joshua 4, 4 through 7, And Joshua called the 12 men who had appointed from the children of Israel, one man for each tribe. So Joshua, this is, this is after they crossed over to the, 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 the Red Sea, or the, actually in this case the Jordan River, go over to the promises of God. How many of everybody in here that has promises of God? God has promises for us. And the Bible says he took them, and Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel. So that this may be a sign among you when your children ask the time to come, saying, What do these stones mean? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordans was cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial for the children of Israel forever. And you say, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting particular scripture for a day like today and talking about testimony. But how many know that your, your testimony is a memorial? It's a remembrance. <clears throat> and what has happened here was, was that this is a promise that God had given to the children of Israel. And, and, and once, they, once they got to the Jordan and the Jordan was there, we know the story. And, and the Bible says, just like it was the race say here in the Jordan, that, that the waters parted and they walked across on dry ground. And that was an amazing, I mean, that was an amazing miracle that took place. And once they walked over the dry ground, they were there. Joshua told 12 men, he picked one out of each tribe. He said, I want you to get back in that water and I want you to, I want every one of the 12, I would take, take a stone. So there'll be 12 stones. And I want you to take them back over across the other side, I want you to place 12 stones and make a, and make a memorial out of it. 12 stones going to make like a, it's going to make like a, like, like a memorial like we would do for anything else. 
And he said the reason for that is because he wants to make sure that, so you're going to remember this day because you went through it. But he says, I want you to do this so that your children, and I heard, I heard like Miss Rose even said, I heard several people say, I got to do this not just for me, but for my children. How many knows that, anyway, he says do that so that not only will you remember it, but your children from years and generations and generations to come will remember, wow, something, something amazing happened here. I want you to know something about your testimony because this is what we, we lay with us today, your testimony. Everybody that's here today, a baptism is your testimony. And your testimony sometimes is your, is your life raft. How many know sometimes in life we need a life raft? We need something to float around in. If don't we don't if we don't have it, we're going to sink. It's like a life vest. We got we got to have it, and your, our testimony is like our life vest. Sometimes you're going to sink if it wasn't for your testimony. If you don't remember, if you can't remember, or you forget what God has done for you, and then you remember your testimony, and just before you start sinking into this world, you begin to float. Come on, everybody, ever just begin to float again, and it's because of your testimony. Don't ever forget what God has done for you. God, he, Joshua told each, each, each man out of each tribe because I believe it's important that we understand that every person's got to carry his own testimony. Hey, me, I'm your pastor, but I can't carry your own testimony. You carry your own testimony. Every, every marriage has its own testimony. Every, 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 every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl, every pastor, every singer, every Christian, every person has their own testimony. And, and nobody can carry your testimony the way you carry your testimony. He said, you got to carry your testimony. But I mean, what, what, I, what I love about this story is that not only did he take the, he took the stones and, and, and I, they started on this bank and they went into and they, and they grabbed the stones and they, and they, and they came out on the other side. And, and I believe that when, once they picked up those, picked up those stones, they remembered how, how whenever the art went through that the waters went back. I mean, sometimes you got to praise God through your testimony. See, there's two praises that come with your testimony. It's the mid praise. Can I, can I talk to you for just a second about the mid-praise? The mid-praise is, is that, is that you, you, your marriage is still struggling, but you're praising God anyway. You haven't got the answer from the doctor yet that you want to get, but you're praising him anyway. Your children hasn't come home and they've gotten saved yet anyway, but you're praising him anyway because you know what God's going to do. Has anybody ever had a mid-praise in the middle of a situation, in the middle of everything you're going through? If anybody's ever had a, anybody's ever had a testimony and a praise, you always got that mid praise because it's that praise. You know, God, you said you're going to do it. You hadn't done it yet, but I know deep down that that this test is going to turn into a testimony. And sometimes it's that mid praise that makes the devil the maddest. And then once you, I, I mean, it just hit me. How about Paul and Silas? Paul and Silas was locked up. They were in jail. They were in chains. They were in shackles. And the Bible said that they began to praise the Lord. And when they began to praise the Lord, that the chains began to fall off and the shackles began to fall off. How many knows you can't praise God on the other side until you praise God right in the middle of the situation that you're in? And every testimony that you saw in here today is a testimony, not just the fact that it made it on the other side, but I promise you, they had to praise their way through the situation sometimes. See, the whole thing about a testimony, it's not, it's not just what you went through, but it's that you made it through. 
And I thank God for the drug addiction that you don't have anymore. I thank God for the alcohol addiction you don't have anymore. I thank God for the for the for the unforgiveness that you just get here. You couldn't forgive yourself and let, even though somebody else. I thank God for the deliverance of anger and fear and, and everything the enemy comes comes against you with. But it's not just it's not just what you went through, but sometimes you got to celebrate the fact that you came through. Amen. Why are we singing and dancing and jumping around? Well, I've never seen that before. I mean, I thought we were going to sing, shall we gather by the river and hold hands and just, and I, well, honey, sometimes you just got to be thankful. Not just about, everybody knows about it and you can tell what you went through, but sometimes you just got to thank God that you made it through. What's your testimony, Pastor? I just made it through. I just want to thank God when I made it through. Because once they, once they got to the other side, then they begin to thank God that they made it through. I'm reminded of the three Hebrew children. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the whole thing about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we think about it, and I don't know, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of great, powerful miracles in the Bible, but you're talking about a great miracle in the Bible. That's a miracle in the Bible. They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't, they wouldn't bow. They wouldn't, they wouldn't throw in the towel. They, wouldn't, they, they just would not compromise. And because of that, he opened up the furnace, made it seven times hotter. We all know that. And they threw, it, they threw them in the fiery, fiery, fiery furnace. And the Bible says they threw three in, but we know the story, but there was four men in the fire. Amen. That's a great miracle. That's a, that, that, is, that, is, that is something great, and, and that's something nobody ever take away from you is your miracle that, that happens to you. The, the fact that whenever the enemy threw you in the fire, and, and if it wasn't for that fourth man in the fire, if it wasn't for Jesus in the fire with you, if it wasn't for Jesus being with you whenever the enemy thought that he had you, and, man, and that was for that time, and that was for that, 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 that purpose, and that was for that place. And we, and we celebrate that. But a testimony is not just for that time and for that purpose and for that place. A testimony is what goes with you whenever you leave that time and that purpose and that place. And that's what a testimony does. It, it reminds us that, that, God, I thank you for the miracle. I thank you, God, for the, God, I thank you, Lord, for the fiery furnace announcement that you were there like never before, God. And I thank you for that, God. But my testimony keeps adding to that memorial. And you can tell other people about what God has done for you because that time and that purpose and that place is over. But hey, me knows every time we hear the story about, as soon as I said it, you knew exactly. Oh, yeah, that's when those three dudes were thrown into the fire, but Jesus was in the fire and they were completely set free. What does it do to you? It's like, maybe there's hope for me anyway. Maybe God's not done yet anyway. Maybe God shall supply all my needs yet because then that testimony, that, that miracle becomes a testimony. Because not only is our testimony when it's in us, it's for us. It's our, it, is our, it is our life raft. But once we begin to tell it, it becomes a lifeline. Come on, guys, I learned... I learned the first time I bought a boat years ago is that there was, there was a, I, I'm going down and I, I just bought the boat and it, and it still had the Florida tags on it. I mean, I mean, I didn't know the boat even had, I didn't know the boat even had tags on it. I bought it from a, got it from a guy in Wilmington. I got it, you, know, you, you get a boat, what's the first thing you want to do? Put it in the water. See if you'll float. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? And run. And so I am going down, it's like, it's like Memorial Day weekend. And there's, there's that sticker, you know, that sticker in there, you know, you got to, and it had a Florida sticker on it. Because that's where the guy was from, me from Florida here. But unbeknownst to me, when the, when the patrol, come, who, who, knew there was, who knew there was water patrol, like there was highway patrol? So I'm buzzing along, me and Kim, we got a boat. 
Look at us. We got a boat. You know? Two greatest days. The day you bought the boat, and the day I sold the boat. And that's very true with that one. But anyway, these chuckers going down, and here we are, just two people grinning from here to here. And them chuckers came by, and they did something in the street. They saw them look at us, and they float around and hit the blue light. I'm like, what I do? I don't know how you pull over in the water, but they pulled us over in the water. And man, they like, I mean, they're like on the edge, and they saw us. You could tell their, their expectations kind of went down, I guess, when they saw, you know, that our, our deer in headlights look, and we ain't done anything. But I guess going out, I guess you see a boat in North Carolina waters with Florida tags on it, it's probably, probably not up to any good. Anyway, so that's, but we worked good. I found out I better go the next day and get my tags and what I did. But here's the thing. But the guy, so he decided to go ahead and do a check. And he asked for a life vest. Oh, I got my life vest. I'm showing him a life vest. Then he said, do you have a lifeline? Like, I don't, what are you talking about? He said, you know, something with a, with a line to it. You know, the, the vet, he was trying to describe it to me. And I'm like, to be sure there's one in here somewhere. I didn't know. I dig deep down in the hole of the boat and I pulled out what it was. And let me tell you something. He said, that, that's for, obviously the life vest is for everybody on the boat, but the lifeline, if you come up to somebody that's floating in the water and they need a lifeline, they need a little help. Hey, me know that's what the testimony is when it comes out of your mouth. It's a lifeline to somebody else. See, to you, your testimony is that life vest to you. That's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you alive. That's what God's done for you. But sometimes God... Maybe it's in church. Maybe it's at work. Maybe maybe it's at school. No matter. Maybe maybe wherever in your neighborhood. Sometimes God will tell you to to share your testimony, and you feel like sharing your testimony, and that's just like building your boat and taking that lifeline out of that hole, and you just throw it to somebody, and they're going to sink, and they're not going to make it unless they hear that testimony, and that testimony becomes a lifeline to them, and they grab hold of it, and you begin to pull them in. Amen. How many is thankful this morning for your, for your testimony? See, David, see, David, David come after. Here's the thing we have to understand about David. The Bible says, the Bible says in 1 first, first Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter number 17 and verse 51. I love this scripture. Know the story of, know the story of David. You can put it up here if, if you got it because it's something to really know about it. But it, it says, therefore, David ran and stood over the Philistine, which was the big old huge Goliath took his sword, drew it out of his sheath, and killed Goliath, and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Now here's the whole thing that was amazing. That David went and stood over Goliath and took Goliath's sword. Now I want you to sit here and think about this and how this relates to today and what happened you guys just got baptized. Why was it important that David took his sword? He took Goliath's sword and cut off Goliath's head with his own sword. Because, see, something happens. That sword that Goliath had was meant to take off the head of David. Oh, we need to preach now about 30 minutes on this. 
How many knows that the enemy has a sword? The enemy has a weapon. The enemy has the enemy enemy has fear. The enemy has doubt. The enemy has panic attacks. The enemy has depression. The enemy has that divorce. The enemy has that abortion. The enemy has that that life that she that she do better. You didn't. The enemy has all that sin, and the enemy is always swinging that sword. And he's saying, "I'm gonna remove your. I'm gonna remove that authority from you. The authority that thinks that you can do something for God and you cannot do." It. And the enemy is always waving that sword. But the Bible said that the sword that was meant to kill David, David took that sword and he killed Goliath with it. And see, that's what happens because, see, the enemy does not want you to use your sword. And what is your sword? The Bible says that the power of life and death comes out of your mouth, comes out of your tongue. And the enemy realizes that your testimony is your weapon. Your testimony is destruction to the enemy. Your testimony destroys hell. And that what the enemy meant to take you out with, and even though you stand in that pool, you stand on this stage, and you say the devil been swinging that sword at me for all these years but there's a difference when the sword is in the enemy's hand and the sword is in your hand my god and when the sword comes into your hands you begin to testify what meant to take me under didn't what used to take me out didn't what used to say it was over, it's not over. What used to thought was going to kill me is not going to kill me. What what bothered every generation before me didn't generate because it's no longer in the enemy's hand. Come on, church. It's now in my hands. And that's what your testimony is this morning. Your testimony is that the sword has changed hands and now it's in your hands. Amen. I got one more. I'm going to let you go. I like Psalms 40 and verse 1. If you want to put that up there, I'm going to do Psalms 40, verse 1, 2, and 3. David said, the same David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined to me. And he heard my cry, verse 2. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. How many has ever been out of a horrible pit? How many has ever been in a horrible pit? He brought me out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and he established my steps boy it sounds like a good testimony doesn't it verse 3 and he has put a new song in my mouth praise to our God look here's a testimony many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord what is that? That's that testimony. He found me in a miry pit. He found me in murray in murray muck of clay. And he pulled me out. And he put my feet on a solid rock to stay. Keep that up there. And he put a new song in my mouth. See, that's the whole thing about praising him in the storm and praising him through the waters. It's something to be said when you get on the other side. When you, I mean, I love the praying mid-praise, but I love the after-praise. Begin to thank God. This is what he's done, and this is how he did it. And, and you begin to tell. And everybody that hears it begins to praise God and begin to see and begin to trust and begin to fear the Lord. Amen? Come on, if you believe that because that's you this morning, give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. What a wonderful day. Every man has his own testimony. Every woman has her own testimony.
You know, the enemy says, I hear people say all the time, well, I just don't want to say it. I just don't want to. I mean, every time I try to start living for God, every time I start trying to say something about what God has done for me, he, it's not the worst begins to happen. There was a preacher in here last week. I can't remember who it was, but he talked about the different realms that the spirit was out there. And one of them is the spirit of fear. And every time the enemy tries to get you to shut up, tries to get you to hush, and try to tell you, this is what I'll do to you if you start talking about the goodness of God, that's trying to lace you, attach you with the spirit of fear. We bind the spirit of fear on this worldly holiday that the people want to celebrate because God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and a sound mind. God has given you a testimony because you went through it to the other side, and God has set you free today. And he who the sun sets free is one. We hope you enjoyed this message from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpraisechurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.